Well, hello again, everybody. Uh, it has been more than a few minutes since the last time we've done a Film Survivor podcast. But uh, I'm back. I'm uh, the host here, Tom Santilli. I really appreciate you joining me here uh, once again. This podcast has been something I've done kind of off and on for quite a while. And uh, we were kind of on a little bit of a hiatus last season because of the Edge of Extinction twist and how everybody stayed on the show so there weren't any exit interviews. Uh, we thought we would be back more regular this season, uh, but we were not. Uh, at the beginning of the season, we were told by CBS that only a f- select few members of the, the press would be getting uh, exit interviews this season. And now that we kind of see the controversies and all of the things that have kind of been happening on uh, this you know, Island of the Idols season 39 of Survivor... I'm kind of starting to put two and two together and, uh, you know, figure out that that's probably why they're not doing a lot of press this this season is because of the nature of the topics and what has been going on. So I felt the need to kind of jump back in and uh, get get some, you know, add some voice to this, you know, and uh, I wouldn't do so on my own uh, because I don't feel like it's appropriate here as a you know, a white male to kind of just, you know, try to add in anything new. So I I really wanted to do this podcast today really to listen and to be here to kind of maybe engage people and lean into this controversy. You know, I don't like the idea of of hiding from this or shying away. And yes, Survivor is fun. And, you know, I know other podcasts and other Survivor communities and things like that are all about, you know, getting a laugh and making it fun. And I obviously think that's important. But I love the game of Survivor. I've always loved talking game. I, I like getting into the weeds of strategy. And I just love the social experiment that is Survivor. Once in a while, it crosses over into reality. It spills over. And uh, like I wrote in my recap this week on realityt.com, you know, it's it, it more than spilled over this past week. It, you know, the dam broke. And... I think that CBS, I think that Jeff Probst were not really prepared or ready to handle the reaction that people had, the strong reactions, uh, the anger, the frustration that, that people felt after watching what had happened. Now, of course, I'm, I'm referring to everything that went on last week uh, on Survivor in terms of the double episode that we had with involving Dan. What I want to tell you, though, first, though, is uh, on the podcast today, I'm going to be joined by Mara Reinstein, who is a friend of mine. She's fantastic. I admire her greatly. Uh, She's a film critic for Us Weekly. As some people know, I also am a film critic, so I I know her as a film critic. Uh, She contributes to many different uh, other publications and outlets, and uh She's also big in the Survivor community. She uh, is one of the few select press that get to go out to Fiji at the beginning of each season and you know get to be a part of the press that happens out there. So she's in tune with Survivor, and uh, I really appreciate her perspective. So I'm actually going to be joined by Mara on the podcast today. Uh, you know, but before we get to her and into the the bulk of the interview in the podcast, you know, I just wanted to point out again that this is all you know stuff that is unfortunate that, you know, that it gets to this scenario. I don't think that anybody really signed up for this, and that includes the contestants, 
Uh, that can, that includes the audience and me and you and everybody else that watches Survivor and loves Survivor. You know, it's like this tricky tight you know tightrope act where we feel like we. You know, we love that Survivor kind of pushes the envelope and, and is kind of ambiguous in terms of, you know, what it represents about society and, and human nature and all of these things that come out, the good, the bad, the ugly, and that's why we like it. But once in a while, it's it's almost too real, and uh, it's unfortunate that all this went down, uh, but we're going to talk about it again. We're going to talk about it this uh, this week here and, and hopefully get a dialogue started and really engage with people out there uh, to kind of lend your voice to, to this. I think that in today's society especially, it's important to kind of try as best as you can to be compassionate, to be open-minded, to be understanding, and to try to make sense of things and, and, and not in black and white. Not The world does not exist in black and white. There's lots of nuances and there's lots of shades, and we don't really know everything about anyone, especially a contestant on a reality show who's living, you know, in these kind of conditions, and who, you know, is having their life portrayed to us in this unique lens of, you know, the editing and the TV show itself. Now, this is not to, in any way, shape, or form, defend or or make light of anything that went on in the show it's just the reality of it so that the question not in is not you know what is going on out there the question is what do we make of it what's our perception and and the more kind of perspectives that we can get added into this i think it's going to do us all good now we will talk a little bit about survivor on this podcast we'll talk about some other upcoming things that we have uh going on and uh, we might talk a little movies, too, because, again, my connection with Mara with movies uh, makes me feel like I, I just have to bring up, uh, you know, what's going on. We're here in the award season of movies. So, again, this podcast is, is for all of those people that love Survivor and people who love movies. And if you love both, then this should be your podcast. And, again, uh, if you're just kind of coming across this from my recap on Reality T, you can also uh, – it's good to know that you can subscribe to this podcast – Again, it's not a regular thing. Uh, usually during our Survivor season, it is regular. It is weekly when I do have exit interviews. But until I have those, uh, it's going to kind of be when they happen. But you can subscribe to this podcast on Podbean, and it's also on iTunes. It's the Film Survivor podcast that you're listening to right now. And again, I'm Tom Santilli. For all of this kind of stuff, for my recaps, my reality tea content, uh, and by the way, that's reality tea, T-E-A, so reality and then the word T, T-E-A dot com. That's where all of my Survivor coverage is. And I just love the people at Reality T and I love being a part of them. Speaking of being a part of Reality T, I'm also very excited. You know, In the fallout of all this, we've lost a couple big named voices in the Survivor community recently. Uh, and I, I don't mean a loss like, you know, perished or anything like that. But a couple people have kind of stepped down. Uh, Stephen Fishbach, who, you know, former contestant, and uh, is you know very popular, uh, very respected guy in the Survivor community. He uh, voiced that he is retiring from his People blog uh, at, at People magazine or People the outlet People you know now. And uh, he still appears on the on the Know It Alls podcast, but he has stepped down from it writing his weekly Survivor blog. Josh Wiggler also just announced this past week that in light of everything that was going on in the game. And uh, in light of some personal issues uh, in regards to him, his own personal well-being and his family, 
Josh Wiggler of The Hollywood Reporter has stepped down, and he's been another major, major uh, voice and one of the people that many people look to in the Survivor community to kind of make sense of things. And yeah, for entertainment value, but also as a voice when things like this controversy come to light, you know, people are looking to these respected voices in the community. Uh, so it's a big loss that we're not going to be able to hear it really from Josh Wiggler anymore on this and, uh, you know, and that Stephen Fishbach pulled back. What good came out of that, though, in, in terms of that is uh, if anybody did follow the People blog with Stephen Fishbach, they were really familiar with the work of Eric Reichenbach, the two-time Survivor player who famously gave away his immunity necklace uh, and then was promptly voted off. Uh, but Eric's a great, great guy, and he's actually a, even a better, fantastic artist. He, he does great art, and he had contributed some uh, weekly Survivor art to the People blog. Well, I'm happy to say that uh, he is now exclusively providing his artwork on my on my blog at Reality T. So if you haven't already, you can uh, check out his work every week in my, recap, my recaps. And again, follow me at Tom Santilli. And uh, his work also is featured on his website, which is Dabu Doodles, which is D-A-B-U. That's D-E-B as in boy, D-A-B-U, doodles.com. So look up Eric's work there. So let's get into this with Mara. Uh, you know, again, the, the controversies of the season have kind of been one after the other. It's been one of those, you know, dare I say woke kind of a seasons. Uh, and again, I my responsibility, I feel, is to lean into this stuff and to talk about it and to create dialogue about it, not to shy away about it and not to brush over it and try to act like, you know, we want to, you know, who cares kind of about the strategy that's happening on island right now? You know, uh, people are still dealing with this. I think that this is going to be a cloud that hangs over the season and moving forward on the show. Uh, we're going to talk to Mara Reinstein about all of that. But this season, this wasn't the only thing. You know, we uh, we had the do-rag incident between Jamal and Jack where there was a learning moment there. We had the, uh, you know, the sexist uh, biases that were raised, uh, you know, that were brought to light in terms, in terms of the all-female alliances and how, you know, people make a big deal about those, but we never hear about an all-male alliance. So there's all this kind of, you know, uh, stuff being brought to light. There's, of course, this entire Dan sexual misconduct situation and then of course uh last night there was also you know uh, it was very cool that missy brought to our attention that you know in the light of everything that happened last week there was actually some uh you know really historic things that happened in terms of uh african-american and minority representation with with her and aaron having both won immunity on, on the same day uh at the same you know challenge and how you know minorities are not often represented that well on Survivor, or they get voted out early, you know, and things like that. So it was, it was, you know, we were kind of every week this year. It seems like maybe it's just the culture, maybe the game is changing, and as people in society are more aware of these kinds of things, and it's more a part of their daily lives, maybe that is spilling into the game, and this is just part of, you know, Survivor moving forward. Uh, but we will, uh, we'll have to see. But with that, let's get into this uh, with my guest today, Mara Reinstein. So. Mara Reinstein uh, is a film critic for Us Weekly. She contributes to all kinds of different uh, stuff. Uh, Parade, The Cut, Billboard, The Ringer. You've been featured on Howard Stern. Uh, you are also a major contributor to the Survivor world. You've uh, been out there in Fiji as a member of the press. 
uh, who gets invited out there. And like myself, you've also cast several votes into the official Survivor Hall of Fame. Mara Reinstein, <laughs> how are you? Hey, Tom. Good to be here. Yes, I think Gordon, our friend Gordon Holmes, would be very happy that we just name-dropped yes. the Survivor Hall of Fame <laughs> within the first minute of the podcast. I always try to do that. I always try to help out my, my, my friend Gordon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's super um, cool. And I, I'm so interested in talking to you. And part of, you know, why I wanted to have you on the show, obviously, you know, we, it, it's cool, first of all, we, you know, if, for people that don't know, we have a lot in common because not only do we have a love of Survivor, we're also both film critics, we have a love of movies, and we're also uh, both from the Detroit area. That's right. Even though I have not lived in Detroit since 1994, <laughs> I still always consider myself a Detroiter, That's and I good. will never, never, never not root for the Detroit Tigers, no matter how bad they are. It, so, it's tough, too. Go. Yeah, people who live in Detroit know how tough it is to be a sports fan, even when you live in Detroit. So, yeah, we, we appreciate when that. You live, it is. When you live in Yankee Town, it's very <laughs> difficult, but I do at least, you know, take heart in knowing that the Tigers took care of business against the Yankees. Yes. Many times in the playoffs recently. Yes, they sure uh, so. did. That's... Yep, so that, that warms the heart, so there you go. <laughs> well, you know, I, so I want to have you on, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm not only just a huge, you know, I'm a huge fan of you, and I admire your work, uh, which goes without saying, you know, but also, uh, it is known that you are a female, and, uh, and I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying that to sound glib or anything, but, you know, I just, when it comes to this subject, you know, of course, the controversy, all the stuff that's been going on in Survivor with Dan, and uh, the sexual misconduct uh, allegations, and things like that. I feel like, you know, as a as a white male myself, I feel like my role should be more to kind of listen and to understand and maybe to help people kind of shape perspective and kind of understand what exactly is going on. So I guess to start, what was your what's your general takeaway from when you you saw last week's double episode? Last week's double episode, I definitely think the producers uh, and that includes Jeff Probst, we're not prepared for the fallout. And I mm. think it's one of those cases. I've been on the um, the set of Survivor 16 times since wow. 2004. And I can tell you that when you are out there, you are in sort of a production bubble mm -hmm. where all you do is like you think, sleep, eat, Survivor. But it's hard to know what is how what you are witnessing on the island um, unedited and without like the fun background music, mm -hmm. how it will play out in the real world. Um, they could try, but it's impossible to replicate. And also remember that this stuff is uh, filmed months and months in advance. I think this was filmed last spring. Yeah, it's about and, seven months old now. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So there is that disconnect. So I don't want to like put the onus too much on the producers, but just by nature of the way they film the seasons, it's difficult to know how things will play out. And maybe what seemed, you know, I'm sure they, they, they filmed this episode. You know, of course, you don't see it as back to back. It's just it all is seamless mm -hmm. because you're living out there. They probably thought, all right, well, this was a problem. We handled it. We moved on. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was then it all gets edited together and it plays out on a Wednesday in November in a two hour episode. And it's like, wait a second, wait, what? Mm -hmm. He, this is what happened. Elizabeth and Missy did what? Mm -hmm. And then it just, it turns and it spirals. And this is what happens is this really nasty fallout that they weren't ready for. And I think 
they would acknowledge that they did that they did not handle properly. Yeah, I think that you get a sense. You know, I rewatch the episode, and I think that you get a sense that they felt at least that they were trying to handle it responsibly. You know, um, like you know that they obviously de- dedicated a lot of airtime to it. They gave all sides airtime to comment on it. And, and I feel like they felt like it would be like another just kind of a learning moment that, you know, kind of in like the other ones this season. Um, but like you right. said, yeah, with, with with they just didn't understand the weight of it, though, or how much different or bigger this one was than other kind of, you know, social topics that had been raised on the show. Well, this season has been a disaster on a lot of levels um i don't want to speak for the entire survivor community but for me personally go for it where it got to the point where every tribal council there's a learning lesson about how we should treat people mm-hmm. and it, and it just got like one time i'm like all right well that was a nice moment and then it gets to another week and then even then <laughs> last night's episode yeah and it, i'm not saying it's wrong but though it gets to be there's something a little cloying about it where it's like, all right, let's make it a me- another message episode. Right. And then after a while, they probably thought, all right, well, we handled the thing with Jamal. Great. We handled with how Kelly talked about treating women. Great. And now we handled this. Great. Let's move on to this one. And then they probably didn't think like, oh, wait, this isn't like the others. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's almost like, like when you, when you, it's a very precarious position when you travel into like survivor woke Island, which is what I've been calling this season. And uh, and, and, and it's it just like, it's so hard to do it the right way to please everybody. Yes. And someone's always going to get offended. And it just went off the rails last, last week. Well, but like you said too, it, it's, it's almost, we see this in movies a lot, you know, where um, most movies that are important movies don't set out to, say, hey, look at me, I'm important. You know what I mean? They usually just are important by, you know, their thing. I think Survivor this season has kind of been like, look at how socially relevant we are and look at how, you know, much different we are from all these other shows. And I think... I know, like, this is the conversation. This is the conversation we're having. I'm like, well, are you, though? Because, (laughs) again, it it wasn't handled great. It it has been edited. And you know what, Tom, it's funny. When you talk about movies, I think it is a problem with movies because I think... And this is getting a little bit off subject, but too many of these message movies are very heavy handed mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they want you to think a certain way because they're handling a certain message and the execution isn't great. Yeah. And this is another example where the execution and how they got this message across was not done well. Right. Absolutely. And that's kind of been, you know, so, so let's say that, you know, production wasn't prepared for this. And it, the reaction was much larger uh, than they had expected. Uh, I think the thing that then has added in to the problem since then is their lack of any real right. kind of response. Uh, yeah response to it outside of the game. You know, uh, Jeff Probst Twitter went silent. The Survivor yep. uh, page went silent this past week. Uh, th- there was no real mention of it on the show this week, and, and it and then even it, it struck me. I'll give Dalton Ross a plug here too, because I know he, <laughs> I like him too. Um, EW yeah. Dalton Ross, you know, does his questions with Probst every week, and he, and he asked him that question, and those were the two of the shortest responses I've ever uh. seen Jeff Probst ever give any question ever. 
So like I know, and uh, I know Tom, and so I read that this morning too. Yeah. I haven't even Dalton and I are really good friends. Yeah. And I, I I I honestly, full disclosure, I have not even talked to Dalton about those responses because I read it too and had yeah. the same response. And obviously, it was very canned, and yes. it was there was definitely it was definitely intentionally canned his answers. Yes, just to say we're discussing it, we're exploring it, and it, it makes me think. I mean, I don't think I'm taking a big leap here that there are some really big bosses that are above Jeff Probst's pay grade who are probably insisting that this is the response that he must give. We don't know what is going behind the scenes at this point. We're talking about Mark Burnett. We're talking about CBS. They've had problems with sexual harassment. You just don't know what is going on behind the scenes. And surely Probst's hands were tied in a respect that – he had to give that kind of answer. We don't know. Yeah. Like I said, we don't know if there are lawsuits. We don't know what else is going on. It's not a great look for the show. It's not a great look for him. He is a very eloquent, verbose guy, having interviewed him dozens and dozens of times. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he has thoughts that he cannot divulge to Dalton or in the public. It's just, like I said, this has spiraled in a way they never could have imagined. And that's what is also a thing that, you know, you just said it really. I mean, things like this kind of take on a life of their own to where they become so big outside of the game that certain people start to have opinions of it and didn't even watch the episode maybe. You know, they just kind of latch on to the idea of what's going on. You know, but what people forget, and and I I mention this a lot on the podcast and in my recaps, is, you know, we always have to kind of understand that we're watching reality television that these are things, you know, these are several days, hundreds of hours of footage that are being put together and kind of put out to us in, in a certain way. Yeah. And that these are real people. You know, yeah, they signed up for these kinds of things. And and I don't mean in any way, shape, or form to defend uh, Dan or his actions. Right. But right. that being said, do, what do you, what's your take on, on that? Like, Dan's a real guy. And, and from his perspective in the game, uh, none of the people quit. You know, or or, or ask right. for him to be to be you know silenced or, or out right. of the game. There's probably more to his relationships with other people. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this guy seems like uh, we've really heard from everybody in t- in terms of their response too. You know, Elizabeth Missy put out like written statements. Aaron had like a really emotional video that he apologized for his role in things. We've heard from Janet. We've heard from Kelly, uh, but we yep. haven't heard from Dan yet. And and I just kind of wonder what you what your thoughts are on that. It's really complicated not having met him and right. really not obviously seeing only what you've seen uh, on TV in the sense that, yeah, his reputation probably did take a hit, uh, you know. But even though Elizabeth and Missy says that they were exaggerating things for the sake of gameplay, you did see those videos mm-hmm. of him invading Kelly's personal space like that. Yes. And she was clearly uncomfortable. Yes. And this, and he is, it, it just, when you, it wasn't a flirtatious thing that they were doing or that he was doing. And it, it, and it's not a good look for him either. So even though it was fun in a way that, oh, we might be ruining this guy's reputation, he also did things that were not appropriate, that right. he should have known better. So I, I have, it's a very gray area with Dan and, I don't, I, I, I assume this will get 
resolved on the live finale, which oh, yeah. will be entertaining. <laughs> te- will be some entertaining television. Yeah. But again, there it's one of those things where there's probably three sides to a story. But that when you saw the video, yeah. it was a little icky, Tom. You know, I, I, I wasn't comfortable absolutely. watching it. That's what I yeah. always I've, I've always hated the response, even with, with less important subjects. I've always hated the defense, uh, in, you know, in the exit interviews of, uh, well, you know, I was, the editing, you know, or the editing right. uh, wasn't this. Like, you know, right. you, they didn't make you do the things that you did on the camera. Do you know right. what I mean? Like these things right. actually happened. You did them. And yeah, like none of this is even being talked about if Dan isn't being creepy. I mean, let's face it. I mean, he's or whatever or worse. You know, creepy is a just a word, but it you know a lot, it could be it could have been a lot worse. And who knows what we haven't seen? Um, it, it, it it's it's very true. This is not a clear cut case like what happened with Jeff Barner and Zeke a few years ago, right. where he outed him as transgender, right. which was just so inappropriate. And yes. why? Right. And this is, like I said, it's a little bit more gray. Uh, it, it, it's not, there's no hero to this. There's no villain. You, and you do have that video evidence. It's not editing. You saw him put touch her face and mm-hmm. put her his hands in her hair. And we live in a world now you just can't do that. Right. You, I mean, you never should have done that, but right. you really can't do that now. Yeah, no, understood. So I guess yeah. the question is, you know, they can't go back and, you know, recook the turkey you know they gotta they gotta they gotta do what they they gotta move forward at this point i guess the question is um how does survivor recover from this well um they have something really fun this happens to coincide with their 20th anniversary (laughs) next season Mm -hmm. there was going to be it's interesting because I'm sure they had planned a lot of celebratory press to celebrate 20 years. It is a groundbreaking shows in a lot of ways. This is a little bit of a stain. It shows that what happens when reality TV, I hate to say it, when it was the real world, but when things stop getting people stopping, <laughs> like, if this is really real, what, what's happening? And it, it, they, I think the only thing they can do is really own up to the problems. They've got a. Re- I was on. I was in Fiji for season forty. Yeah. And it's what I saw was really fun, and I think fans are really going to be excited about what happens. And I think it's probably a. Um, they're probably very fortunate in the sense that I think they've got a really great season coming up that they hopefully they can turn the page on what was a really ugly season 39. I don't think this, you could recover from the season, but I think 2020, they hopefully, I mean, I still like the show. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a show that changed my life in a lot of ways. Uh, and I'm still rooting for it. I agree that they screwed this up. They really did, but it's, it's, it, I, I hate to like throw away 19 years on, oh, yeah. Uh, on, yeah. on this one incident. I was going to ask you about that, but you pretty much answered the question because you said you were out there for season 40. Um, but within that production bubble, I was I was just kind of wondering because you've done other show, other not other shows, but like other uh, seasons of the show. I was wondering if you sensed any weirdness or them coming off of, you know, something that they were, you know, happy to have washed their hands of. Like, there, there probably was none of that, though. It was probably because they probably weren't aware of how big this would ever have gotten. There was absolutely none of it. The only 
talk of season 39 was the talk of, oh, Rob and Sandra being out there because you could, in season 40, you could still see the big uh, sculptures, with ah. the dumb big skull of their heads. <laughs> and um, that was the only thing that was the buzz in the air was Rob and Sandra being, being there. And we had no idea. I mean, Jeff really played his cards close to his best in terms of what happened in season 39. Mm. Um, I can't say too much about season 40 because I, yes. you know, you, you don't want to ruin anything. You no. can sign papers, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, <laughs> I, I can honestly tell you that we had no sense that what happened. I think, that, you know, rightfully so. We just assumed they were excited for season 40 because it's season 40. It's right. a big round number. It's a celebration. Yep. Um, and now... I mean, you. I, I, te I texted. I have to say, I did text Dalton a few days ago. I'm like, geez, no wonder why they're so excited about this season. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, let's I mean, turn the page. We, right? I, yeah. I, I never thought that it was because maybe either a they didn't know what the fallout was going to be, or b just the sense that this season seems exhausting. You know, yeah. it's just beyond the yeah. gameplay. Just like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. just. I've been putting... Everything that's happened, my <laughs> God, they had to do this back to back. So, <laughs> I've been yeah, putting... they were happy in that sense. I've been putting two and two together too recently. You know, this season they limited uh, a lot of exit press. Um, only a couple right. people got exit press this season, and it was just kind of not really explained why. And now that I see the season playing out, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> um, even for the well-being yeah. of these, the castmates to have to go through and yeah. have 30 conversations about this every, you know, every week, uh, you know, so that makes sense. But is there something, does the show, does Jeff Probst right now, do they owe us something? Is there something that just needs to be said? You know, you know, everybody makes yeah. mistakes, you know, the, all yeah. you can do at a certain point is kind of, you know, really have a true understanding of maybe what you did and apologize and ask for forgiveness or something like that. Is, is there anything the show owes us at this point? Um, definitely they do, um, especially just being the showrunner, being the executive producer, being the face of the show for 20 years. Um, there is something, there is a sense that he owes something. And like I said, Jeff is a very... I, it, it's, it's a little bit of a dichotomy because he's a very introspective mm -hmm. guy mm -hmm. who is attuned to, to, to people's feelings. On the other hand, the show is his baby and he's protective of it and he is defensive about it. Uh, when I interview him, you know, <laughs> we, we sometimes we go tête about <laughs> my feelings about the show and he will defend them and he will fall on the sword for the show. Sure. But, I, I, so there's there's two things going on here. Um, and that said, I think during it's a live finale. He's gotta read the signs. He I, I'd be shocked. The only way that we will not see Jeff talking about it is if he is legally cannot do so. Sure. Um, sure. But I, I think we will see something in the finale for sure. Is is this? Um... Is this like the steroid era of baseball? It, it, like when we look back at Survivor, is it going to be kind of like an asterisk next to the season? Is it that is it that far gone this season? Asterisk in what sense? In terms of like you know, God forbid, you know who's going to win this season? Does it, is anybody going to care? Like you just said, the whole live reunion show is probably going to be obligated and should be you know a discussion of these kinds of things that have fallen out from the show. Um, there's no real 
you know, I, I guess I almost kind of feel in a way, you know, we, we saw um, Big Brother winner last season, you know, be called a, a racist right before <laughs> winning the prize. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. He, he, there was no, there was no reaction from him. He, he was not happy about it. It was very awkward to watch. I kind of feel like this season is kind of, there's no, like, I don't know. There, I don't think anybody is in the right frame of mind to really get into the game this season. And is that going to, well, is that somehow going to stay with the show as a permanent flaw? I know, and I watched it last night. It occurred to me, I'm like, I really don't care about who wins anymore. <laughs> and that's just because of what happened last week. Because I, I just find, I guess with the exception of Janet, everyone's just so unlikable. Yeah. And I just, like, don't care. I'm not rooting for anybody. And I have to say, I was really rooting for Elizabeth going in because I was. I remember watching her in the Olympics. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's cool that she's here. And I'm like, no, like, she, I don't want her to win at all, obviously. <laughs> just like, who am I? I don't care about any of these people. Like, I could just do – I don't know. It's just this whole season has been a wash just in terms of gameplay and just in terms of just like the the ugly characters going on, mm-hmm. uh, the I should say players instead of characters. They're not characters, yes. but yeah. yeah, I know. But you know what? It's funny because last season there was an asterisk too, though. Tom, the guy who was <laughs> oh, spent right. all that time right. on what, what? Right? Yeah, I, I, um, uh, Edge of Extinction. Yep. Edge of Extinction. Yep. Yeah, I mean that was a major asterisk. Like he was in the game for four seconds. Like what is he doing, <laughs> winning a million dollars? Yes. Yeah, so, you're, you're totally right. Yeah, so the, it's been it hasn't been ideal. I wouldn't call it the steroids era. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but it's a show that's been on the air for again coming up on 20 years. They're Hardly. not always going to be winners. Um, you're gonna it's they're going to be ebbs and flows. This is definitely a lower ebb. <laughs> needless to say, <laughs> I think they're going to redeem themselves. I think I have not seen how it turns out. I think they will redeem themselves um, next season. Well, I sure hope so. I'm excited about it. Anybody who's heard anything of season four, I won't spoil anything here. But yeah, season four seems to be. I don't want to be... spoil it either. I don't want to spoil it either. <laughs> Everybody was, seems say, excited. Was, yeah, let's just say that in my 16 uh, times going on the set, I was very excited about <laughs> being there for, for season 40. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, Mara. Um, Running out of time here on the podcast, so uh, I'd be remiss, though, if I didn't pick your brain a little bit and shift gears into the realm of movies. Uh, we're, we're getting close to the, you know, well, really, we're knee-deep in the award season right now. But, uh, oh, yeah. you know, it's coming up, all the award shows, all the nominations, all the stuff. What uh, what movies um, are at the top of your list right now? What are, what are And what haven't you seen that you're still looking forward to seeing? Uh, the only two movies I haven't seen right now are uh, Richard Jewell and 1917. Mm-hmm. I've seen everything else. Oh, and Cats, of course. Okay, yeah. How can we forget Cats? And you haven't seen I Star Wars, let's be clear, too. No, I have not seen Star Wars, but that's not going to be a contender. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, it has not been my favorite year for movies. I thought that too many movies were too earnest, too long, mm-hmm. uh, didn't stick the landing on their endings. Um but I would say right now my top three are, ooh, let's see, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, even though I had some problems with that. Okay. Parasite, even though I had some problems with that. <laughs> Love that movie, and yeah. marriage And Marriage Story, which... Yeah. I gotta say, I, I really, really, really did love. It's probably my number one right now. I've seen it three times already. So, I can't wait for people so, to see that movie. My, 
Sorry? I, I can't wait for people to see that movie. I was blown away by Adam Driver. And, I mean, Scarlett Johansson, the whole cast is really fantastic. Yeah. But Adam Driver just absolutely, like, knocked me out of the, my chair. Yeah, I love, I love, I really, really love it. I saw it very early. I saw it in July. And I thought about it the whole weekend. And just like, <laughs> I can't wait to see this movie again. You don't, you don't get that feeling from very many movies. What, what about you? What's your favorite? Well, that's up there. I still have a bunch of C, a bunch of the stuff coming out. Like, you know, I, I still haven't seen like um, Uncut Gems or, uh, you know, some of the other, you know, big award movies that have December releases. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, one thing I was going to say to you, though, that I agreed with you on is I remember when you when you saw um, uh, The Irishman. I remember yeah. you, you posted on your social media like, you know, yeah, the word masterpiece is going to be thrown around a lot. It was good, but I don't I don't know about masterpiece. I kind of came it, out of the yeah. same yeah, I kind of came out of it the same way. Like I thought it was like some unbelievable performances and some things, but like I I, I gave like an A minus B plus. Like it there was it was good, but it wasn't like this movie. But I think right now that's the movie that everybody around me anyway is really excited to see. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, I think, you know, my dad saw it and said, oh, A-plus, I loved it, I loved it. And maybe because he's of the age of those actors and Scorsese that mm-hmm. he really uh, could take something away from it. For me, yeah, I did not think it was a masterpiece. I was a little bored during parts of it. <laughs> and, I mean, give me uh, – I'd rather see – Goodfellas ten times more than I would rather see Irishman again. I, I love Scorsese, but I love The Departed. I love his yeah. like rollicking gangster move, mafia movies, as opposed to something more meditative than The Irishman. Yeah. So, it, it, uh, yeah, not not a masterpiece in my in my mind. I also really liked uh, The Farewell, which was one of my favorite movies this year. Um, I love The Farewell, uh, produced by my friend, who's a Michigan native, Eddie Rubin. Hi, really. Eddie. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, that's cool. Now I like yep. it even more. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, Here you go. Yeah, Parasite was cool. And then, uh, yeah, th- th- I mean, like again, like you said, I just saw Little Women. I thought that was pretty good, actually. I, 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 thought, it was, I thought it was good. I didn't think it, it didn't blow my mind. It's a solid remake of Little Women. Some good acting in there. Yeah, it's, it's some good yeah, acting. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's good. Like I said, I don't think it'll be in my top ten. Yeah. But, you well, know. Parasite. Good cast. Parasite top ten for you, for sure, for okay. sure. Parasite, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, like I said, there's still lots to come. We have our uh, Detroit Film Critic Day coming up here in a few weeks, so I'll I'll be on board with my kind of locking down everything in the next like two weeks or so. But anyway, you know, I, I I always love talking movies with you, and I I again I admire uh, admire your work and everything that you do. And uh, do, do you do you have want to leave anybody with some final thoughts on on all this? You know, what to take out of all of the stuff that we've talked about? Yeah, I, I just think that if they, uh, you know, like I said, I just want people to remember that it is so different when you're out there in Fiji versus what you see on TV, what you see in Fiji um, on a hot day in March. It's a very big disconnect versus how it's going to play on your TV in November. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like I said, the producers were not prepared. They mishandled it. And all you can do really, Tom, is hope for change and hope that things get better going forward with the show. Who knows how long the show is going to be on the air for? Hope it goes on for a long time and that they learn from us. Well said. Well said. Uh, and again, Mara, it's always awesome to chat with you, my friend. Uh, thank you. Thank for, you too, Tom. <laughs> thanks for giving me the time. And uh, yeah, best of luck. You keep rocking it out.
Thanks. Go Tigers. <laughs> Go Tigers, for sure. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Thanks, Mara. We'll talk to you. Yep. So there's my interview with Mara. I hope you enjoyed it and hope you got something out of it. Uh, and hopefully you got some insights. But the discussion, you know, the discussion, of course, does not end here. I'm very interested in hearing from all of you, all of your thoughts, your perspectives. Uh, so please be sure to voice them in the comments on the podcast, also on my recaps at realitytea.com, or just at me, at Tom Santilli on Twitter. I'm, I'm on Instagram. It's at Film Survivor. So, you know, let's keep the discussion going. And, and again, the more perspectives, the merrier, I think, and the more that people will kind of get a full understanding of how this, these types of things are affecting people. Remember, you can follow me again on Twitter, at Tom Santilli. Hopefully you keep watching Survivor. We're just a few short weeks away from the finale, so if you can't wait for Survivor to end, <laughs> get through all of this and, and try to turn the page. It's, uh, we're, we're within a month. Uh, the, finale is, uh, Wednesday <clears throat> the finale is Wednesday, December 18th. And uh, this podcast will hopefully be back uh, to follow up on that finale. Usually I do get a couple exit interviews at least at the end of the season. So, you know, if I do, we'll be back on the podcast. But we'll probably be back anyway to wrap this season up and put it in perspective at some point if we're not back sooner than that. Also want to let people know that, you know, I am a film critic. I am the executive producer of a TV show in the Detroit market. It's called Movie Show Plus. And I uh, encourage people to check out my episodes. They're all made available online, so even if you don't live in the Detroit area, you can check out MovieShowPlus.com. All the latest episodes, we have celebrity interviews and uh, movie reviews and segments, and it's all kinds of uh, stuff for people that love movies. You're going to really like Movie Show Plus. Uh, you can check that out uh, as well. Movie Show Plus just wrapped its third season and uh, we do have a couple special episodes coming out in December. We're going to be doing an all Star Wars episode, like a Star Wars special, uh, revolving around the new Episode Nine, uh, Rise of Skywalker, that's coming out at the end of December. Can't wait for that. I'm sure I'm not alone in, in that sentiment. And uh, remember, again, that you can subscribe to this podcast, the Film Survivor Podcast, by uh, going to Podbean or on iTunes. A big thanks again to Eric Reichenbach. I am so excited to have him on board with Reality T, uh, submitting his artwork to us every week and featuring it on my recaps. A big thanks to all of you for listening and for reading. A big thanks to Mara Reinstein for joining me today. And really, let's just uh, let's keep the dialogue going. I appreciate you all checking in to the Film Survivor Podcast this week. And uh, we'll go from there. We'll see you guys around, and uh, see you next time. Thanks.